Some businesses succeed, some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories. Those business owners that have been around for decades, learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. We're sitting in a darkened store, and we didn't break in this time, but we're with Jennifer Donahoe, who is one of the owners of Mills Wine and Spirits. Did I get the name right? Mills Fine Wine and Spirits. Yes. Which has been a staple on the bottom of Main Street in Annapolis forever. Longer than you and longer than me and probably longer than you and me and a couple other people put together. (laughs) Before we started recording, I was telling you, before I moved down here in 1996, there was a friend of mine up in Paoli, Pennsylvania. He said, oh my God, when you get down there, you need to go to Mills. And it's the place to go for fine wine and spirits here in Annapolis. And how are you today? I'm doing great. Good. Well, tell me a little bit about the history of Mills. Where did, uh, how did it start way, way back when? Do you, I know that you're a, I say a somewhat recent owner. You've been uh, the owner for almost a decade now, but do you have the, the whole history? I know quite a bit about the history, but um, some of the older details are still a little fuzzy. I know Billy Mills started the store, we think, sometime in the 1930s. It was originally called Mills Cut Rate Liquors. And, My um, how times have changed. <laughs> he actually didn't. It was more of a general store plus some liquor items. So eggs, chickens, right. everything. And, right. and liquor, <laughs> the magic combination. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What else? What else do you need? Um, <laughs> and then um, in the 1940s, Mr. Donner, our predecessor, and his father approached um, Mr. Mills, and they, on a handshake, agreed to purchase the store from Mr. Mills. Okay. So, and then Mr. Donner operated the store for 66 years, from 1946 until we purchased it about seven years ago. And that was that was both of them. I mean, that his father and his son, father and son, operated it. They were and then, both actively involved, and I believe Mr. Donner's brother as well was involved. Okay. And then when involved. the father passed away, the the son, who people recently to Annapolis, Hillard Donner would know, yes, um, took over, and he ran it until you guys purchased it. Yeah, um, you know, his health declined right around the time of the big flooding. Of, All right, and so 93? I think it was 2003. 2003, yeah. yes. So, uh, but the family ran it, yes, for uh, until we purchased it. And Mr. Donner was still a customer after we purchased it, and so it was wonderful when he'd come in well, and, and pick he, up some wine. Obvi- obviously, he believes in, in, <laughs> in, in what he sold. Yeah. Now, now, you guys are Naval Academy graduates, right? You That's right. And your husband are the co-owners of here. And, and are you from Annapolis originally? I'm not. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin called Two Rivers, but okay. my husband is from Maryland. He grew up in um, Prince George's County outside the Beltway. His father was a, an economist for the government, but we met at the Naval Academy. We didn't date until we were almost out of the military, but um, his, his last tour um, in the military was teaching at the Academy. I'd never thought I would settle in Annapolis, but I kind of followed him here and then we were married. We were entrepreneurs, basically. We consider ourselves entrepreneurs. My family had a small business in Wisconsin growing up. We started a business with his brother um, after we got out of the Navy and sold that business. And then we were looking for a new adventure. 
and here you are. Here, here we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is, this, is, this is quite an adventure. Now, do you have a background in in wine or beer or spirits, or have you acquired that since? You... Uh, I don't. Well, beyond did you, I mild consumption. Did you come here in the academy and like drink <laughs> underage? <laughs> I never. I never did. That's so funny. I, I mean, I think about that too. I never. I mean, the interesting thing when you're a midshipman is you don't really have a. I mean, you have a sponsor's home, but you you can't really bring. Um, right purchased beer or wine back to the dormitory obviously so most of the time as a midshipman you would go out for a couple beers at one of the local bars right so no i don't know that i ever went to any liquor store while i was a midshipman but um yeah it's funny that i never stepped foot in the store until later in life i say well there's a couple of businesses downtown i mean you've got mcgarvey's which is owned by a group of former midshipmen yes and uh and you and you guys as well i know there was another one up on main street that closed down the muffin man was there and he mm-hmm. uh, I know he closed down when they were looking to uh, raise the minimum wage to $10 I think he yes said that, that's right he just said that his um, the business model just wouldn't succeed on that type of a thing and sure I would say he's also a true entrepreneur because I mean he realized that he, I wasn't going to throw good, good money after bad yeah and, uh, <laughs> and and do it and he held to his word and when they when they passed that he did closed down and I yeah. understand that he got his money back from the franchise and everything else there. Oh wow. Um, which is really neat. But tell me about Mills and what you guys have done. I mean this it, as you said it's morphed. I mean you used to be able to buy eggs and chickens and stuff yeah. like that here, okay? I and mean, you don't have any of those running around at this point. But the retail outlets have has really changed the retail thing. I mean back when I was growing up, I mean we it was in Pennsylvania so we had state stores, but I mean you went sure. in and and you bought a bottle of booze and that was it. And that was all. That was all it was. It was a transaction. Here's your money. Give me my booze, and I'm out. Retail anymore is so much different anymore. You've got different events that you put on here. You've got private tastings and everything else. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, we do a lot of t- in-store tastings. We do wine tastings every every Saturday all year long from two to six p.m. Beer tastings every Friday from four to seven p.m. No matter what. And then other tastings are sprinkled in there some Sundays, a lot of spirits tastings on Saturdays. But we want our regular customers to know that they can come every Friday evening and there will be a beer tasting. Or every Saturday afternoon, there's going to be a wine tasting. Is there a cost on that? Nope. nope. They're so complimentary. You, you come down here and you can learn. Now, do you do... I the- mean, they're, they're, it's a great deal. I mean, last Saturday, we had a $60 bottle of Pinot Noir open. I mean, where else can you go to taste a $60 bottle of wine for so- free? so funny my palate is so i don't know whether it's distended or whatever i mean i swear that i can't tell a difference between a a very good bottle of wine and a poor bottle of wine right and it's probably because i don't have that much experience with it and know what to look i know (laughs) i know when you know you get the people with the beers they say oh you can taste the chocolate in it and you can smell yeah and 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 i just don't understand what that is i mean that's something that i would personally like uh, to do is to get the education. Yeah. Um, you know, I've learned a lot since we bought the store. One of the things I'm proudest of, actually, is our, our team, our staff. Like, we, we're a small group. We're nine people. Seven of us are college-educated. Um, Pat Dar works for us, who's the – he's the wine columnist in the paper. Mm-hmm. And he has an extensive knowledge of wine. And he has an amazing wine cellar. And he's met many of the major winemakers of our day. Now was he was he here back when the Donners? No, he was done? not. Okay. No, he was not. But he did work. Um, he's a retired executive, mm-hmm. and he did work at another retailer before coming here. But we taste wine every Monday, and that's one of our passions. Is every Monday, you know, we meet with different distributors and importers, and we taste 
sometimes 60 to 70 wines. We're always on the hunt to try find new exciting things, things that are good values. And that type of rigor when looking at new wines is, I think, something that we try to offer that's a little unique. There's always going to be something new and interesting here. How do you pick your stock? That's, I mean, is it, is it based on, on those Monday morning tastings? Where it's a, a lot of it's based on Monday morning tastings, but how, um, and how Mr. Donner had it set up is this is a, basically a terroir-driven store. So, and that's like a, you know, kind of a hot button word in the mm-hmm. wine, wine industry, uh, admittedly, but we want to have representation from a lot of the major wine areas of the world. And if, if I have Italy dissected down to all the different important regions, I want everything represented. So it's an interesting collection, in my opinion. And it's always evolving. It's always changing. But, you know, you have to kind of find a balance between, you know, keeping the old favorites and finding something interesting and new. Sure. I know, I know there was a, and I'm going to draw a blank on the name, but it will come to me after we're done and I'll call you in the middle of the night and let you know, <laughs> let, let, let you know what it was. Good. Uh, but there, there was one bottle of wine that I couldn't find anywhere and um, you guys had it. And, oh, that's and, great. And, and it was just, you know, you, you could go anywhere and look for it. And, and I, I think I stopped. I live a little bit closer to somebody out uh, by Bay Ridge and I was like... No, they don't have it. I went to the other one. But they, I just, it was one of those I just didn't want to come downtown just at that point. Right. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going downtown. And sure enough, Mills had it. Yeah. It was, uh, so that was, that was really kind of neat. Now, you can't ship, right? That's the stupid Maryland law that says you can't ship wine, right? Yeah, we can't go across state line. So, um, but we do a ton of deliveries. That's actually a huge part of our business. Parking can be a challenge down here. Sometimes people you just mentioned before, you were thinking of coming here, but you know, you didn't want to think about coming downtown and that can be a barrier. That's a challenge for us. So I think you've got a good spot where you are just because the meters in front of your store are the 15 or 30 minute meters. 30 minute. Yes. So you're not getting somebody that's theoretically, I mean, that's parking out there for a day and just taking up a spot. I mean, that's a perfect place for a 30-minute meter, 30 minute meter because yeah. you can just swing in, you can come in, you can browse. You probably get in and out of here in 30 minutes with ease, Yeah, provided that there's a spot. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, if, they, if you don't have time for that, we do a ton of deliveries. And really, one of my shortcomings is I need to get better at marketing because I don't feel like I'm very good at getting that message out there that people even know that we do the deliveries. But somebody calls me on a Sunday, it's, it's better than Amazon Prime. I mean, <laughs> they call me for a delivery. I mean, you live wherever, Eastport or Murray Hill, you know, you will get your package delivered a lot of times within the hour. And what's the cost on delivery? There's no charge for delivery. It's just a $50 minimum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which but is- delivery is free. I mean, so, that's, 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 that's easy enough that's, yeah. uh, to be able to, to get 50 bucks and just, uh, you know, even if you want a good bottle of wine for 30 bucks, then yeah. I'll, I'll throw in a couple six packs of beer. We're going to get rid exactly. of that. Exactly. It's not, it's not too hard. But, um, you know, I like to think it's a huge convenience for people that don't want to get in their car or don't have time. It solves a problem. That's good to know. And your delivery area is generally annapolis is that it's generally annapolis but we you know we do go outside of annapolis yeah i I was gonna say if somebody wants to buy you know 50 cases or something like that you're gonna (laughs) go down to south county with it probably or we don't um you're just not um wine you're beer too and spirits yeah but is wine your bread and butter is that the yeah wine is about 60 percent of our sales and beer is probably closer to 10 so we're we're not a huge beer store 
But, you know, we like, we love beer and we like to have mm-hmm. some interesting beers. Um, we're really focusing on a lot of the local breweries. And that's what customers love, too. They like to try um, what is, you know, what is hot now locally. And we like to support local breweries. Right. Well, they've got the new uh, microbrewer that's opened up in Eastport. Yes. Forward Brewing, which should be opening somewhat soon. Very and, excited um, about that. That's so I cool. I know that uh, the Woodwind partnered up with somebody to get their own um, their own beer. So it is kind of neat when you've got people mm-hmm. down here. And the neat thing is that you guys have a great local base as far as local customers, but you're also the place to go for tourists. So you're sort of sitting in the in the hot seat down here. I mean, you're right at Tourist Central here, yeah. I guess, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um you know, I like to think we have three customers. We have the our regulars, our, our local customers. We have the tourists, and we also have the fine wine collector. That people that want to buy old vintage Bordeaux's and Burgundies, we have some of those wines that people don't necessarily carry that much anymore because they're not that popular among sure all people. So sure. um, that's also an imp- important customer for us. But yeah, we do find ourselves telling people where the closest bathroom is and how to park downtown quite frequently. <laughs> many, many times a day. <laughs> well, and one thing that I, I do look forward to, and you guys do, and I believe it's semi-annual, but you do the, the big wine sale. Yes. And when when, when are those again? Uh, September and February. Okay, so yeah. when, you're, when you're really cold in the winter and when you're pulling your hair out because the kids are just about back to school. Right, <laughs> yep. Um, and and that's that's a terrific sale. I know there's a lot of people in town that turn around. They uh, I don't want to say they save up, but it's they stock up for sure. I mean that's yes. Uh, they... I mean not just from in town. People come. We've we have customers from Virginia, from Pennsylvania that come to that sale, and it's really fun for that reason. I mean, some people you see twice a year at our semi-annual sale. That's fantastic. That's yeah. Great. We do a lot of events, so I mean that's a lot of our business too. So love weddings, catered events, often weddings. Yes. And... Yes. Um, which is really fun because you get to meet the family. A lot of times they'll come in, we'll walk around, they'll taste some wine. And then, you know, I get to know these people and it's fun. You're part of their life. I mean, that's what's so much more interesting than our former business, which we were in defense contracting. You don't really know your customer. This business I love because you see them get married, then they have a baby and, you know, you kind of... Um, their life's evolving in front of your exactly. eyes. It's so cool. You know, we've done funerals, sadly, but, you know, you really get to know the families, and it's wonderful. I've got to say that the business is probably a uh, a happy business. I for mean, the most uh, part, people come in here in a really good mood, and it is for... Looking to get into a better mood, and that's... Yes. <laughs> figure, figure it out. What's the future look like for you guys? I mean, are you, are you looking to... You said you've got to get this entrepreneurial bug that you've, you know, went to defense contracting, and then you went into retail. I mean, are yes. you looking to put a mill someplace else? Are you looking to do anything else? Is this happy with where you are and just want to... Yeah, I mean, there's so many things I want to do to improve the business, Um, but we do not have plans to sell or start another mills. I guess I wouldn't rule those things out permanently, but um, we plan to run this. We have three children. They're in middle school and high school, and so we're going to run this as a business until we no longer can. Right. That's our plan. 
Right. But yeah, I, I definitely have so much I want to do with, you know, back to the wines. I want to have maps in here of all the different growing areas. And, um, you know, we like to do fun artistic projects in here, too, like our cork curtains in the window. Your your, win- your windows are some of my favorite downtown. Oh, thank you. Um, that and uh, Zachary's does some good ones, too. As I, well love that, the I love Zachary's windows, but, uh, yeah. I, I remember with the, with the corks, that was, that, was, that was fairly recently. That was um, over the summer or the spring. It's been a couple years. Has yeah. It really? That mm-hmm. big huge? Yes. We are trying to show what we are without putting a big Bud Light poster in the window. But you're not a Bud Light place. Well, we're not, but um, you know, we still want to show people, oh, this is what we are. We are a liquor store and we have to do that in a creative way cuz we don't we want Historic Annapolis to be happy with us. Yeah, that's always a good thing. <laughs> yes. That's always a good thing. They recently had a fire up on Duke of Gloucester Street, and I was jokingly yes. saying, well, this will give the Historic Preservation Commission five or six years to debate what the, what they do with this. Right. <laughs> it uh, just takes forever sometimes with uh, the way the city moves around. Now, do your kids have any interest in, and I know obviously at middle school and high school, probably uh, they're just more concerned about you know sports or getting out or wh- right. whatever. I mean, is there any... I mean, is that something that you and your husband look to, would love to do, pass it down to your no, children? No, we actually have an opposite viewpoint. We think, you know, we really want our kids to find their own way. We want them to create their own accomplishments. And I don't think there's a lot of value in, in handing something to them that we've kind of nurtured. That makes sense. Yeah, I really want them to work and and learn the value of that and find their own way and find their own and, thing and put their own mark on mm-hmm. on whatever. That's uh well, I mean, you certainly have here, here have here at Mills as well. And it's changed up a little bit from what it was. You've modernized a little bit. I know. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, we always want to uh you know, we really admire Mr. Donner and what he did for the community. Mr. Donner was a wealthy man when he passed right. and you know, he lived in a modest, relatively modest home in, in Murray Hill, and he walked to work every day. If you look at his lifestyle, um, yet he built a wing at the hospital, and he donated a lot of money to um, build religious building over at the Naval Academy. I just think that's such a great example of how to live. And it's so opposite of kind of how things are now. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. And I think that one of the key things to the entrepreneurial lifestyle, as far as any business owner on Main Street, wherever that Main Street might be, is that you need to enjoy coming to work. You need to enjoy with yes. you know, what you're doing. Yes, there are tough days. I mean, there's probably a lot worse days as a business owner than there are as <laughs> an employee of, you know, Taco Bell or whatever, whatever it is, but but generally, I mean, you sit there and you see the the fruits of your labors. You see the uh, rewards that you get from that, and um, you know, there's there's HR to deal with. There's you know insurances and you know every, everything that goes with it. But in the end, I mean, you really enjoy. You wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, okay, let's let's go, let's do this. Yeah, and it, it's all about the people, you know. So I love seeing everyone. A lot of the regulars. And like I said earlier, I love our team. I mean, I love working with the people that work here. Now, as a business owner, are you here 24-7? I know you're not open 24-7, but, you know, are you? Are you... <laughs> well, we're only closed three days a year, so mm. that's a challenge. Right. Uh, especially with kids. Um, and that's, but... Chris- what is that's Christmas, Thanksgiving, and? New Year's Day. New Year's. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have a great team. We're not here all the time. Generally, Jerry and I take off different days like for example he usually takes off tuesday and sunday i take off thursday and saturday 
So, you know, one of us is usually here, but certainly we do take time to do things with our kids and and we have the team that we can do that. Right. It's it's essential to have a team. That's, yeah. Uh, I know when I owned a, my travel agencies, I had a manager that I could go away for three weeks or four weeks and know that she would make 90%, 90 to 95% of the same decisions I would make. Not saying that they were right or wrong, but I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's the same one that I would make. And I, you can't ask for anything better than a, a good staff to back you up. Yeah, we have um, we have a, a guy who's he's actually an archaeologist by trade, and he works here full time sometimes and part time when he has a dig. Oh. Uh, but he's uh, he's a great you know he knows how to manage the store. What's your most expensive bottle of wine here? Oh, I think we actually just sold out of it. It was the Clos de Tarte. It's a Pinot Noir from Burgundy. Okay. Uh, and. We just it's, sold the last bottle recently, no. and oh. that was $599. Okay. But I do think we have some white burgundies that are a little more expensive than that. Right. We also but, have a, uh, a cognac by Tesseron that is, I think, $1,300. When one of the representatives from Tesseron came in the store to taste us on some cognac, he was shocked that we had the bottle here, and he said they don't even have it at Tesseron anymore. Ah. Yes. It's a blend of very, very old cognac. Very and, cool. Yeah, it's a cool bottle. Boone's Farm? Strawberry Hill? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no Boone's Farm. But I will say one of the things I'm most proud of at our store is our, we have 72 wines that are on our, we call it our $10 rack. And if you're buying by the case, it's $8 a bottle. And there's I, there's wines on there I bring home all the time. A great 8 to $10 cab, Pinot Noir, you know, that's, Rio, that, huh? that, that's something great for an everyday wine mm-hmm. for a dinner. I remember, and I don't know whether they're still made, but there used to be a cheap red wine. It was what it was called. It just had a brown label, like a grocery bag label with a rubber stamp that said, like, cheap red wine on it. That's, oh, my that's what it was. And they had a cheap white wine, too. Yeah. And, and it, it was, you know, going way back when, I mean, it was probably 7 or $8 a bottle. So it wasn't anything. Uh, it was a notch over the uh, wine in a box, which is coming back now. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, absolutely. Uh, Thing. Hey, here's a question for you, because you said you were more of the whiny than the, uh, the, the liquor or the beer person. Corks, they're sort of going out of vogue, or they the screw tops are no longer like the, oh, it's a screw top wine. That's- yeah, I think even since we bought the store seven years ago, that has changed a little bit. Yeah, I think people are less against the screw cap. Um, a lot of people prefer it for convenience, especially people that are traveling if they don't have yeah. like a corkscrew with them. But well, there are areas of the world that just don't even have, don't even use corks anymore, like New Zealand, for example. Why? Why? Why was the shift from that? Is that just? Is that just winemaking getting modern? I believe it was. There's like a cork shortage, so maybe it's. I, I'm not exactly sure why. There's still a lot of wines with corks, and I kind of like the romance of it actually. Yeah. Yep. You get the little pop as opposed to the... It's very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and the, uh, the champagnes or the, the sparkling uh, yes. ones, and off it goes. Well, Jennifer Donahoe, thank you very much. Mills Fine Wine and Spirits at the bottom of Main Street. What's the address here? 80... 87. 87 Main Street. You can go online and get your... What's the website? It's Mills... Millswine.com. Millswine.com. You've got beer tastings every. You can't come to the Monday. You can't come to the Monday wine tasting. That's just for you guys to get yeah. your act together, right? <laughs> but so you've got beer tastings every week, and you've got wine tastings every week, and there is no cost for that, right? 
and delivery, which is fantastic. If you're yes. in the Annapolis area, all you need is $50, and she's going to beat Amazon Prime to your door. I am. I'm going to race from there. <laughs> and if anybody really is looking for a special bottle of wine, and again, I came for the one, and it, it's here. This is the finest wine selection, I think, probably. I was, t- I was told in the Northeast wow. when I came down here. I don't know how true that is. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like New York has probably some mega stores or something like sure. that. But certainly in the Mid-Atlantic. I and mean, it's uh, not only just a local store that we have here, but it's a destination. I mean, I know that there's tons of boaters that come through town here. And this is a stop when they get when they get off. Yes. It's convenient. It's right in the heart of downtown. If you are downtown shopping, I do suggest everybody swing by. Uh, check out what they have. Say hello. If you're in on one of their tasting days, uh, learn a little bit. It's it is a liquor store. You can't buy chickens or eggs anymore, but <laughs> no. you can. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at mixers and they've got wine. Obviously, they've got beer. They've got hard liquor as well, which is probably not the right word. And spirits is the yes. fancy term for it. But uh, <laughs> and and cognac and. Just a, a great community asset that we have here, and I thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much, John. It's really a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for Ion Annapolis. Please be sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play.